Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals live post-game show. What a disastrous turn of events for the Arizona Cardinals, who Frank Sanders looked like they were going to come out and at least tie the game in the final seconds. Kyler Murray makes a blunder that I'm sure we're going to hear about all week at nauseum. We want to hear from you in the chat. Smash that like button. But first and foremost, Frank Sanders, what happened in those final seconds and how inexcusable is that from your franchise quarterback? Look, we got so close. I mean, like... <laughs> Literally so close from keeping the drive going and controlling and controlling our own destiny to the situation where you look at it and you say, man, Kyle, if you, if you realize it's fourth and one and you need a first down or it's fourth and inches and you need a first down, you need to just kind of push the pile. The defensive line would not be ready. And then you go from there. But at the end of the day, you give yourself a chance by bringing a kicker in the game that you brought into you brought on to the you brought on to the roster early, early parts of this week. Yeah, he has a job to do. And he didn't do his job, and he didn't get it done. And so, therefore, uh, it definitely is a disappointing loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, as Arizona Cardinals fans, Mike Bidwell, again, 0-9 in our own stadium. That yep. That's not a good feeling in itself. And no. uh, we came up short again on a good game. The guys get, had a great game plan. It felt that way. It wasn't great the first quarter. But after that, we can say that we were in the ball game. We gave ourselves a chance. We didn't beat ourselves. We didn't, we didn't throw interceptions. We didn't turn the ball over. It wasn't a bunch of penalties out there on our offensive line, on the defensive side of the ball. But we just came up short with a field goal kick that went wide right. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, you know, Kyler Murray, I, I didn't think played his best game. He obviously missed Zach Ertz late in the game, but he did do a nice job in the second half. The Cardinals really, every time they touched the ball from the second quarter on, put together purposeful drives without the likes of James Conner and Darrell Williams. And unfortunately, it's just it's going to come down to nobody's going to remember that. Nobody's going to remember any of the heroics getting them down. Uh, in field goal range, they're going to remember the, the blunder on third down. And in the moment, Frank Sanders, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's run a play now on third down. I didn't even realize what was happening. But I think, you know, you watch Kyler Murray take off, and and that's where people get frustrated, where it's like it's third and one, and he slides that play before. Had he run and gotten tackled, he, pick up, he picks up the first down. So you, you'll, we're going to hear from him later on, Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium. But, Frank, it's probably one of those instances in which – Kyler Murray probably thought he had the first down and he had a new set of downs. I'm going to clock it on first down, but somebody yeah. should have grabbed him, whether it's his teammates or Cliff Kingsbury. He didn't have the timeout because of the Jalen Thompson injury and said, Kyler, it's, it is third down and one. We have to run a play here. We need to pick this up. And the, and the clock was ticking. So it's, it's terrible clock management all around. Again, people are going to be on Kyler's ass this week and he has to shoulder a lot of this blame. And I'm a big Kyler Murray stain, as everybody knows, but you're making $45 million a year. You got to be have that situational awareness. You put us in a position to win the game. And at the same time, like, I don't want it to come down, Frank Sanders, to a journeyman, you know, free agent pickup kicker. I want my quarterback to know that, hey, listen, I got to pick up a first down or at least a, attempt to get it or or make a make a throw or do something. But I mean, you gave away it down for free. Yeah, you, I make no excuses for Ty Kyler in this window of time. I don't. And like you guys in the chat, there's no excuses to it. Red Sea Nation, 100%. You're absolutely right. There's no excuses to it. You do look at it from this two. You do have two mindsets, though. When you when you start your two-minute offense and you get things going, you got to say to yourself, how what what's the yardage that we need to get to just in case we need to kick a field goal? And you say, well, if we get to the 32-yard line, then he has a good chance of doing it. I don't know how many people watched him do what he did in the in the pre in the you know in the pregame warmups and watch him miss all those things wide right. We fans sitting at home. Had a chance to watch that, you know, watch the guys on the telecast re review that and show that he wasn't doing good on, in the pregame warmups. That information should have definitely been given to Cliff before 
that scenario happen. Then you also take the other mindset. Does Do you go back out and put the ball in Kyler's hand for fourth and one and see if we can pull a rabbit out of hat? I, I almost felt like at that point I would have rather do yeah. that. I don't want to try a 43-yard field goal with a journeyman kicker. And we've gotten some information here. There are people saying in our, our chat here at PHNX that Cliff was motioning to Kyler Murray to snap the football. Now, we'll see. I'm sure Cliff will fall on the sword regardless, as he should as the head coach. But the stadium sign, as people are pointing out, said first and 10. So State Farm Stadium, which has been kind of a nightmarish place for the Cardinals to play, essentially 0-9 in their last nine home games. It's like nobody was helping Kyler Murray. He didn't help himself. But Cliff Kingsbury, the, the stadium sign, the officials, it just it was a disastrous turn of events. And when you when you take off and you run like that, knowing that you have to come up and potentially spike the football, there's no question in my mind he thought he had the first down. I would agree with you 100% on that. Like, that's that's the part where, you know, you say that he believes he has and then he realizes it's fourth down and he walks off the field directly thinking, well, this is where we are right now. And we got a chance to keep, keep it going by if he makes the field goal. That's what we need to do. It's, um, it's one of those things that this is going to go back to the NFL. It's going to go back to the stadium people and, and, and officials that's running the clock or running the down and distance in that moment. They thought the same thing that Kyler probably thought, but then the realization comes out as fourth and one. And that's something that, you know, I don't know if we had an opportunity to cha- ch- challenge that moment. Yeah. We probably could have, but I don't know if that would have been smart enough, smart enough to do because we had, we had no timeouts to call that. So this, the scenario definitely will be, it will be discussed consistently and constantly, but guys, we got to go back. The, the guys gave a hell of an effort in 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 the, in the last moments. First, a very good team, and honestly, um, unfortunately, like we said before, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to the other part about it. How well the second half turned out for us, and then how again in the third in the fourth quarter, how much they just controlled the clock until it got to that moment. So that's going to be talked in, in, in length about what what Kyler should have did. The kicker should have made the kick at the end of the day and then giving our, giving ourselves a chance, man, to really make those adjustments, of, you know, going into overtime with this team. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate because the Cardinals started so slow. They 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 did their best second quarter on to make this a competitive game, but it just kind of goes back to the fact that, you know, you can't be completely inept in the first quarter, offensively and defensively, especially offensively. And listen, I put out a tweet. I'm on Vance Joseph. I did not think the defense played that great in the second half. They were giving up yards on the ground when they couldn't. Where were the three and outs? This Philly offense, th- this game got over in record time. It got over in under three hours' time that because tech. Philadelphia wanted to run the football and their completions on offense are screen-based, so that's going to keep the clock moving. If you're Vance Joseph, like you need to force three and outs. I'm sorry. like The Cardinals had three possessions in the second half, and one of them was in the final two minutes of the game. All that to say... Cliff Kingsbury has to be better. The offense looked completely out of sync, dejected again to begin the game. And listen, did I think the offensive line played great? No, but like Sean Harlow wasn't a liability at center. Calvin Beachens played better games, but we talked about it on our halftime show. You should go back and check that out if you haven't already. But Cardinals ran the ball effectively, even when they went yeah. down to their third stringer and Eno Benjamin. I, I think Cliff is going to want so many plays from this game back when you think about there were points to be had, and there was a chance to really keep the pressure on Philadelphia early. And you let Philadelphia settle into a groove, especially in the fourth quarter. It just got to a point where they're like, we're just going to run the ball until you can stop us. And and they went on a, it seemed like a eight or nine play drive. And so Kyler Murray and company, they had to use their timeouts beforehand. They were, they were behind the eight ball. Nobody is without fault. Vance, Cliff, Kyler, everybody is to blame today, Frank. I- <laughs> 
I will say this here: you're going to have time fourteen ten to a team that's the undefeated most you know un, most the under, the only undefeated team in the NFL at your home, and you walk away only giving up three points on the back end in the second half of the quarter with a quarterback that can basically tell you alive with the RPO offense that they run over there. And their defense did not do anything pretty much to stop our offense. We just, at the end of the day, we came up short. We got to look at it from that perspective. We're talking about an inch to potentially moving and getting ourselves a position of getting more downs with, with at least a little bit less than 20 seconds to go on the clock, keeping the ball in Kyler Murray's hand. It's unfortunate that we came up short, but I mean, the, the, we gave ourselves a chance. And that's something I can look back and say, look, we talked about Vance. The bend don't break defense. They only gave up three points. We just didn't do anything on the offensive side of the ball to help those guys in that situation. And so that that in itself, you can kind of look at it from that perspective, JV, and say, hey, you know what? It wasn't all bad. We had some guys make some plays. Guys started making plays. Kyler missed the throw in the back end. He would love to have back. I'm pretty sure he's the one who will look more at himself and say the things that I could have done better. I hope he that, owns it and, today. And he will. Absolutely. He, he will definitely own it as, as a leader of the team because he knows he missed he missed that boy. He missed that boy, Zach Ertz, in the, on a corner route that was – Wide open, that would have kept the drive going. It would have been been an easy throw to make, and he just he just didn't get it done. And then again, looking at the down and distance, do you say do you tell yourself I got to get to this yardage? Was he of that mindset, or was he of the mindset that he had another down and it would have been okay? He had first down. So those are the two questions. I'm pretty sure Bo, one of our one of our top reporters out there, who's at who's at the stadium right now, will probably ask if he get a chance to is number one. What was the mindset you had, Kyler? Was it the yardage that you need to get it that you needed to get to? Or number two, well, did you think you got the first down? And so therefore you was ready to keep going, but realizing we was out of timeouts, all we had left was to kick the ball. And that and he was basically he limited himself in that window. Good comments here. Same crap. Offense don't hold their end of the bargain. Absolutely. You can't can't expect to win many games in the NFL when you score 17 points. And the defense, listen. I blow Vance Joseph a lot of grief. The defense is averaging under 20 points per game the last three weeks. It's pretty good, man. I mean, if you considering it, every considering. Cardinal fan would have signed up for 20 points allowed today from Philadelphia. Now, the time of the possession is what killed them because Correct. the Cardinals didn't have as many shots offensively. But if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, well, shit, man, make the most of it in the first and second quarter. You can't just keep expecting this team to rise up from the ashes in the second half and rescue your offense. Like I just. To me, that's the most frustrating part. Get to more of these comments here. Rams lost two, hopefully a win next week. Yeah, I mean, the season is not over by any means, and hopefully today kind of showed you what this team is capable of. You can make an argument that this was probably their most complete game of the season. It certainly was the closest. You know, Carolina's kind of a throwaway outing last week. I know they won, and they had a bunch of touchdowns in the second half, but this was the most competitive. But that's the problem, Frank Sanders, is like, the, in year four of the Cliff and Kyler and Kaim era together, like we shouldn't be at the point where we were getting like moral victories. Well, you played with an unbeaten team for four quarters. Congratulations! Like, no, you got to win these games. You, you do. We can we can go back and look and say that the Cliff and Kaim era is it has its wave. Yeah, you know, there's good and there's bad, and then some of the good is is really good. And again, we can always go back and look at the team that we have. But we got to just be honest with ourselves. We're about a second away, a couple of seconds away from really putting together one of the, for me personally, Johnny, everyone at the PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports, and you, the fans, would have just been, like, absolutely elated. We walk away with that win, and and that's just where we were at because we, we gave ourselves a chance. At the end of the day, that's all you can ask for, and we just came up short with our kicker, missing it right, and that's the part where everybody does their job, then we win, right? If, if everybody does their job, we give ourselves a chance to yeah. win, and that would have been on the table with if our kicker just would have, would have made it and wouldn't have pushed it, wouldn't have pushed it right, right.
Uh, yeah, I, I I will retire these pants at some point, Fitzwade. I hadn't <clears> even <throat> thought about that. That's unfortunate. I thought these pants were going to go three and zero on the young season. Uh, I wore white too. I had, did, I had I got, me and Johnny got in the same outfit. But here's here's another thought though. <laughs> I tried to put on my my former game pants. You guys would have not have liked that scene. It would have been ugly. It was. These, <laughs> it have been are, uglier than are, the kick. It would have been uglier than the wide right kick. It would have been way uglier than that. People say, Jose in the chat to hell with the Rams. They they expose. I mean, they got exposed, but they not did. by the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals would have loved to expose them. They've got an L right now. And here's the unfortunate thing too. If you're kind of stacking up the victories here, Cardinals are now one and two in the conference. I mean, this does not help at the end of the year when you're looking at tiebreakers. The conference itself is going to be has this gluttony of teams. There's a bunch of teams now that think they're competitive. Saints. Everybody in the NFC East. Um, people are saying we should have signed Specs, the other kicker. I agree. I wanted no part of watching Amendola uh, kick a field goal. Was there ever good in the Cliff era? Only one playoff game, and it was one of the worst ever. I would say, Sean, a lot of people share your frustrations. Yeah. Um, they did start, you know, ten and two last year. That was the peak of it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, though, since then, Frank Sanders, they have not been a great team. Uh, IMD two, yeah, no kicker should miss. 43-yard kick, I agree with that, especially in a dome, but that's why it falls on Kime. Pretty sure there was other free agent kickers who would have made that. And I also think that the Cardinals did not want him kicking a 43-yard field goal. It, it comes down to the the, the 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 fumbled opportunity, no pun intended, and the the spiking of the ball in third down. Like, no one – I don't even think he probably thought he was coming into the game at that point, and so he was flustered. Now, they iced him, and it worked, but he had an opportunity to compose himself, but – like they probably firmly wanted to get him inside the forty. The kick yeah. wasn't really even close. I mean, he was missing those. They they said uh, the broadcast team said he was missing those in warm up, and he missed it to the exact same side. So he missed that kick, according to Zaza in the Chaza in the uh, chat in pregame. So I just I'd like to see his ass cut this week. Get somebody else in there. He's definitely going. You're not you're not going to be able to come back and face that locker room when you're asked to do one thing and make yeah. a field goal. I hate special teams. You got one job, bro. Absolutely. But I mean, it's it's a compounding issue. It's a complete loss today. The defense had errors. They had miscues that Dallas Goddard play on third and 16. Dennis Gardeck could not make a tackle, right? Uh, the, the defense did not force any turnovers. <laughs> Frank Sands is just struggling over here. <laughs> and then the offense, 17 points. How many times are you going to win in the NFL, Frank Sanders, when you're scoring 17 points, especially <laughs> against an undefeated team? Look, you, you, you fight. You battle, you give yourself a chance. It's the bottom line. Now, it ain't always pretty. And then there's some beautiful victories where you can go and change the channels and cut on the Netflix after the second quarter because your team is winning by so much. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way. We're still trying to figure ourselves out again. You're talking about a, a, a free agent kicker, and unfortunately, he didn't, he didn't do his job well today. That's probably why he's a free agent. And so they brought him in, gave him a chance, and, and hopefully, you know, in a perfect world, in a perfect scenario, in the last two minutes of the offense, he never gets on the field. Only, but but only to kick an extra point from the, from the standpoint that we needed because we scored a touchdown. That's a perfect world, perfect scenario. Our team played our ass off today, guys. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Certain Wasn't members pretty. of the team. I mean, well, you, you, Hollywood Brown looked great. Yeah, Kyler had good moments. You know what I'm saying? But and my man AJ Green, <clears throat> microphone check on AJ Green. All right, microphone check on AJ Green. Pick up. Look, I'm just saying, like that's the part where. You look at it from that perspective that your team went out and played a good team. They held one of they held one of the number one quarterbacks in the NFL to to just 17 points in itself, and so that's not a bad situation. Our defense, unfortunately, I will agree with Johnny 100 percent from the middle of the third quarter to the 
during their two minutes in the fourth quarter, they held that ball. And we had no answers Time for that. Possession. Time of possession. Philadelphia is, got 35 to Arizona's 25. And so that, those, that, that literally was like a 10-minute. You're talking about running a four-minute offense. They ran a 10-minute offense on ball control with not, without really any penalties on behalf of the Arizona Cardinals to keep the drive going. And so they just they worked it against us, and we had no answers for that. That's something that we got to look at. That's when you look at your defensive line and you say you guys are not beefy. We'll go back and watch some of the plays. Me and Johnny's here at the house. We're checking some stuff out of the office. And guess what? We saw Zayvon Collins out of position. We saw a couple of the guys out of position when they was running the ball where yeah. they could have been. So those are things they got to go back and look at on, on the film on, on uh, Monday. It's one of those things where you drafted, and we're going to talk about this at nauseum, and people are probably tired of hearing about it, like – you took two first-round inside linebackers, and you can't stop the run when the game's on the line. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? Like, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Now, I know they they stifled them in the red zone, but you've got Dennis Gardeck on their all-pro Pro Bowl tight end, Dallas Goddard. Why isn't Isaiah Simmons on him? Why isn't Zayvon Collins on him? You've got an undrafted outside free agent linebacker. I mean, like, those are the questions Cardinal fans should be asking, and I think they are asking Frank Sanders because when push comes to shove, like, the Cardinals' strength of their team should be able to combat what we're seeing from Philadelphia. They had athletes in the middle of the field. They ran screen games, right? So if you figure, okay, we have these two supremely gifted inside linebackers, mm -hmm. they ought to be able to wipe all of that bullshit out. Like, you could, couldn't could do that on peak San Francisco 49ers with Bowman and Willis. You couldn't do that with K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner in, in Seattle. Like, the Cardinals, theoretically, are built to stop what Philadelphia wants to do. But then we saw all the flaws in that final drive where the Eagles literally made them. I mean, just. Yeah, but we're theoretically good enough to stop uh, from sideline to sideline, but not in the middle. Of that not in, no. not in the middle. But we took two inside linebackers but, in the first round. You, you took them, but they're, they're, they're sideline to sideline guys. Just be honest with it. And we can, you can go back and look at their film. And again, Isaiah Simmons need to put on another 20 before we really had a conversation on what kind of linebacker he is. He's a, he's, a, he's a hybrid guy, and we get to use him at different positions for that particular purpose because he can do that. But yeah. outside of that, when we look at our D-line, these guys are really – they're really for dangle-like guys that you can move around and let these guys kind of try to get at the quarterback. So Cliff Kingsbury commenting at the press conference now via our own Bo Brock. He said that we thought we had picked up the first down. The problem with that, Cliff, is the chains probably would have moved in that instance. So it's like maybe – Get with the officials and make sure, like, officials can take a timeout for a measurement. Ask for an official's timeout. I, I don't I don't accept that answer. I, I agree that they thought that that was what was happening. Cliff thought that. Kyler thought that. Probably the players thought that. Mm -hmm. And then the chains didn't move. And then I didn't even have to. I've, I've seen it once, guys. I haven't even had a chance to digest the replay of what exactly took place. But everybody assumed that, uh, especially... You know, the brass for the Cardinals, you know, the top two people on this franchise during game day, Cliff and Kyler, they thought they had picked up the first down. We'll have more comments from Cliff via Bo Brock as the show continues, but I want to remind everybody, so we're having a tough time right now. Things will get better, and it's going to get better with Four Peaks. We've got some cool events planned in the works with our friends at Four Peaks, the official brewery <laughs> of PHNX. We've got the Wow Wheat in front of us, we've got the citrus ale. That's how we felt, though. It's on tap. It's like, wow. It needs to be on tap after that god-awful performance at the end of the game. Stay tuned for more information, guys. you got to be 21 and older. Enjoy it responsibly. And then also, underdog fantasy. Listen, I thought this was a game that Kyler Murray statistically 
was going to have his best game of the year. We are still we're we are still waiting for that robust Kyler Murray game from a passing rushing standpoint. But if you bet on the under via Underdog Fantasy, you're in good place. You can search in the App Store, click on the link in the show notes, sign up with the promo code PHNX, PHNX, and Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. I deposited a hundy. I got an additional hundy. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Let's get back to some of your comments here. Uh, Ryan, in the chat, I can't keep pretending D-Hop will magically solve all of our problems. It's just not true, Frank Sanders. Look, D-Hop will add, and he will solve a lot of our problems. because Not he, all one, of them, though. Well, one of the guys in the chat earlier said, look, the, the defense played stellar today. And outside of the first game versus Kansas City, our defense have played pretty decent. Honestly, you got to look at the teams they played. They've kind of held them together a little bit. Um, the Rams just, I mean, the Rams did some things to us, but... Uh, our offense is where it is right now, and D Hops will 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 make a tremendous difference to that because it would isolate some situations where <coughs> teams have the power to double team and triple team guys and try to take away our strengths. Look, Hollywood Brown went off today. They moved him around. That was that was absolutely fabulous to see, and I thought that was good. You just scroll back down a little bit, Frankie Romero, I believe, up the chat. Frankie, yeah, yeah, Frankie, hey, Frankie Ro- Ro- Romero, is that yeah, right? Romero? yeah. Uh, thank you for the you said you had a super chat before we left. That was a ten dollar super chat. Yes, appreciate early. that. We my appreciate good man. that. Thank you so very much for for that. And again, look, just we will get better. And I, and I, he asked a question that was this here: If they had challenged to play, would it have been any time runoff? Well, and they, that's in they, that moment. They had if, no, they it's it's under two minutes. They did not have any timeouts. They could not challenge the play. It was a snap. Wham, bam, and judgment. So it, it had to happen. And the official right said, nope, you did not get the first down. And there's, I mean, yeah. there is probably 25 seconds, 20 seconds at that point. It's not like you have a ton of time to to, to speak with the officials. Right. I mean, the biggest problem, here's the biggest problem. Kyler Murray has to be 100% sure he's got that first down. I agree. And, and I know we're trying to keep Kyler Murray healthy for the duration of the season. It's a long year, 17 games, but it's under two minutes now. And I'm sure in hindsight, he would redo this, but like, Let's let's not slide. Let's just run as hard as we can, as fast as we can, get tackled and get the first down. I and mean, see, like but he gave himself up. But that's a the yard tweener. Too sur- but that's too the soon. tweener between, you know, I dive, they jump on top of me, they keep me on the pile, yeah. they hold me down. Now listen to me. That's what happens. I dive, I get tackled, they lay on top of me. Now I have no time to really get up and spike the ball because now I lost that much time. I don't know what ha- and what happens on the pile could take. Five seconds to 15 seconds. Trust me, that's how that works out But just because if the other team knows that. Then he has to say, if I give up myself, then I, if I get the first down and I give up, then they immediately I get a chance to run back. No one tackled me. I run back and set the ball. I can set the ball and then spike the ball, and then therefore I can immediately stop the clock. That's another opportunity. And so in, in your mindset, those are the things that you kind of got to work through, but they're happening in milliseconds of the game. Now, do we do situational football? Absolutely we practice it consistently. There are day. There's our Thursdays is specific for days like this when it's third down, it's red zone. Excuse me. We're running two minute offense, one minute offense, four minute offense. So we're doing situational the entire Thursday. So I know he knew that. So that's why you say no timeouts, guys. Yeah. Get to get to a certain spot. Get down. If if you get the first down, it's great. You got a chance to call some more plays. It automatically stops the clock. You can go to the sideline or you can listen to Cliff and call a play. He has time. 25 seconds to get a play inside of you. You have a certain amount of time to get the playoff. You can go from there. We think if we get it at 20 seconds, we got at least two to three plays we can run and then potentially get to the kicking, you know, get to the kicking game at a little shorter distance. I like the positivity in the chat. Cardinals update. AJ Brown was held to three catches 
32 yards Excellent. and two catches came on the Eagles' first drive. Byron Murphy was fantastic. You he said had, you, you, you said they, would, they would be special. He was looking forward to our defensive backs having a game like I, that. I'm high on the Cardinals' and, and, defensive and, backs. And I, like, they look great. Jalen, hopefully he's okay. We haven't heard word yet one way or the other. If you guys let us know, that would be great. Buddha looked fantastic. Yeah. But I, you know, Marco gets picked on, but everybody's number two corner gets picked on. And then Byron was fantastic. Again, I go back to the front seven, just allowing kind of back-breaking runs at the end of the game. And the Cardinals, listen, we talked about it at nauseum. They got to make a move for a pass rusher. A defensive tackle, an outside linebacker. Marcus Golden right now is not right. Dennis, Dennis Gardeck is limited athletically. I know he had a good week last year against Carolina, but everybody does against Baker Mayfield. Devon Kennard had no tackles today. Hollywood Brown had one tackle as mm. a receiver after Kyler Murray's interception. <laughs> I, Devon Kennard, to me, is a wasted wa- roster spot. No, that's what happened. Mize Sanders thankfully got some snaps, but this is a team right now. Like, trade deadline's three weeks away. You got to help this pass rush. Hollywood had one tackle with DKN. DK had no tackles. It, this 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 pass rush is is ass right now, and it's not going to get solved internally. It's got to get solved externally. Bring some help in. Um, so uh, again, he had one more tackle. He did. He had one more tackle. He had the same amount of stats. Colin, me, me and De- you, you De- and DK got the same kind of stats. Did you Colin? see Devon Kennard one time today? Nah, I, he was out there playing, <laughs> but I didn't see him. He was out there playing. Isaiah Simmons, thirteen tackles, led the team. That's encouraging. Byron Murphy, oh, nine tackles. Um, how do you think Isaiah Simmons played today? Good, great, average. What average. I thought average I at best. I mean, I, there's moments in that he seems to kind of want to play, play very fast, play. Um, in in the scenario where he can be that dog, I think he hasn't learned that yet, though, guys. I got to be honest. Like I just don't see that out of him. Some guys, like on the defensive side of the ball, you don't have to coach Buddha. Buddha's probably five foot nine, ten, hundred all all one hundred and eighty five to maybe two, maybe one hundred eighty five, hundred ninety five pounds. But you don't have to coach Buddha on coming downhill yeah. and smash mouthing. He'll he'll sacrifice his body. He gives his body. Simmons doesn't have he it. only knows one thing: torpedo mode. Go get. That's all he knows. I don't see that out of Simmons every time. I don't see him take on offensive linemen like that. I don't see him do that. And again, that's that's I don't have I don't have full visual of the cameras like we do when we're in film study, watching the things that matter. Technique. When we watch what what we, what were you were told on game um in our game plan sessions on where to be and how to be when you saw that, what you're supposed to do. That's the stuff we kind of get to when you get down to the brass tacks of everything. Right now, this is, you know, that that's the stuff we got to get to. Ryan H in the chat. I've been saying this for six months, my guy. Uh, we need more dogs. Got to find him on the edge. I think got to find him all over this roster. I mean, they, they don't have too many dogs. I think they're dogs that they have. Not, they don't HB play the, look like a dog. They don't play the like they, they don't play the wrong positions, but they don't play up front on the line of scrimmage. Now, Zach Allen is sure. a dog. He's been fantastic. A little disappointing. Uh, Watt had kind of the throwaway you know, hurry up, but would have loved to see more from J.J. Watt today. No it looked like, but it looked like they went after him, though. They did, but I mean, like they, 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 they had no left tackle. They had no left guard. Right. Jason Kelsey left the game. I mean, Jason Kelsey coming back in the second half and gutting it out made a huge difference. I saw somebody say, uh, would Odell Beckham help this team? I I, I think they would love to have him. I, number one, I don't think they would pay for him, and I think Odell has other suitors, and, and we'll see. Odell is going to come back, and he's going to have his choice and he's going to want to pick a team that's in it. Are the Cardinals going to be in it in November? We hope so. They're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. Anthony Totry in the chat. I'm a dog. I'll play on vets minimum. That's that's one way to go about it. Maybe maybe put the oh, So just in case anyone wanted to know, Totry is 5'6". He'd fit right in with our receiving core. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, but 
it's frustrating to get to more of some of these comments in the chat. We don't need a pass rusher time drafted to await oh, those guys aren't even dressing on game day. Well, they dress today, but to your point, my friend, that is every reason why this team should be dealing second and third round picks right now to help this team this year win games. I don't care about the salary cap. I don't care about the logistics. They're not good enough in about five spots right now, outside linebacker being one of them. I mean, the Cardinals, if it wasn't for Zach Allen, I mean, they get gashed up and down this entire game. I mean, Zach Allen was a one-man wrecking crew, and then, Frank, it was the DBs that were filling yeah. on the edge with Byron and Jalen and Buda. It's the, everybody else in the middle. It was like, you know, I thought Zayvon Collins had made a lot of progress last week. I thought he took a step back today. I did not see enough from 25. I agree, which is especially when you have a team that's coming downhill with you. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the run-pass option, the RPO between, and having a quarterback that can actually execute that, most linebackers tend to hesitate a, a little bit. But just getting that extra grunt in would have been a little bit more, it would have been more visual to see if you'd have saw that out of Zayvon today. It was not pretty. Um, and so I agree with you guys. We, we, need to have a, we, we need to have a little bit more grunts in our guys up front. Um, they're moving them around. Vance Joseph defense goes from a 3-4 to a 4-5 to a 4-2 to a 4-4. To a and it just, it, I, it moves things around. I think for, without a doubt, when you heard Jalen Hurst um, um, audibly and changing the play at the line of scrimmage, it was specifically toward, again, it was specifically toward particular um, people um, on our on our defense and the guys that have been balling have been JJ Watt had has been Zach Allen. We could run easily to to we could easily run to the other guys on our team and know that. And so that's the part where you know, like I said, we'll go back and watch the film. You guys get a chance to go back and watch it if you can watch it on the pre uh, you know watch rewind rewind the show and not just the show but the game and you'll see the little things that we've been talking about on the show today. Uh, Maximus in the chat with a very accurate statement. Cliff has straight up lied saying more wouldn't affect Dorch's snaps. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's evident. It, he, yeah. he does not play now after really helping carry this offense each of the first three weeks. Now, what I will say is A.J. Green looked better in the second half. Rondell Moore looked looked more comfortable going downfield when Correct. they stopped doing the rinky-dink, horizontal, cutesy shit. But I, I think Greg Dorch has a place on this offense. The problem, though, is that right now the Cardinals are so limited with what they want to do without DeAndre Hopkins, and then they lose two backs today in Darrell Williams and James Conner. It's you, you, you probably want to lean more into the guys that have been in this offense for four years, and that's where Rondell for the last two years, A.J. Green for the last two years, you obviously can't take Hollywood out. Um, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where the offense, I would do and throw everything at the kitchen sink because, again, two touchdowns a week, and that's what roughly they're averaging, Frank Sanders, is going to get you beat. You're, you're going to get yeah. beat more often we're, than not we're gonna have to do two better. touchdowns a game. Yeah, we're going to have to do much better than that, and, I, and you can only see that we will get better um, I, I can see that. In my mind, I think that the guys are getting better. Um, we're watching Hollywood Brown. They move guys around different and, and put them in different positions. We saw different formations in the second quarter and and, and, and all the way down to the end of the game. We saw different formations. Yeah. So definitely created some stuff. Johnny was literally here calling plays, man, on stuff to do. He was like, this is a great time for a quarterback run. Well, why didn't they and, do and they it did. more often? You know what? That's the part where Don't I, do it when you know that you you have no timeouts and that you 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 have to hurry yeah. up with your the dry here's the perfect encapsulation of this cardinal team they at the end of the first half had a chance to score a touchdown and the clock worked against them and they were inefficient and at the end of the game they had a chance to score a touchdown or at the very least kick a field goal and they were inefficient yeah and who does that fall on that's that's cliff and that's kyler super chat thank you frank dollar 99 more screen passes are killing me please stop it cliff it looked like he got away from that in the but, second but half. Wa but watch this here, though, guys. So I agree 
But I also have to disagree with this conversation only because maybe we're not designing our screenplays the right way because Philadelphia Eagles had no problem with it. Like they caught at least nine to 10 screenplays. Tight end caught screenplays. Running back caught screenplays. Multiple receivers caught screenplays. And they were effective for six to 10 yards. And I'm just saying, maybe, maybe we're not, maybe it's not the right, maybe it's not schematically the right way to do it the way we're trying to do it with receivers blocking. But they had linemen that went out to the flats and made blocks and, and cut back. And so those are the things that sometimes we got to look at. Again, I'm not a fan of what we're doing at Rondell Moore. I think we definitely need to move up the field. It, in the chat, when you're talking two about... Yards, yeah, well, two yards. Yeah, well, we're talking about Gregory. Which, uh, two carries minus seven yards. And, and again, that's it's, it's a waste of talent. Now... He runs a 4-3. It makes no sense for us to keep him in that position doing that. And I think that's the sad part about it. Really do. The Cardinals just can't can't convert in the red zone right now. And last year, it was very much predicated on James Conner in right. between the tackles. You had a beautiful mix of both he and Chase Edmonds, and then you had D-Hop on third down. I mean, all of those entities were gone in the second half. I think they have been too reliant on Zach Ertz and Hollywood Brown. I think that coming into the season, they wanted to diversify. They wanted to build an infrastructure where the offense couldn't shrink like it did at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And the problem, Frank, is we've picked up kind of where we've left off. I mean, we have not yeah. seen that high-flying Arizona Cardinal offense since about, I don't know, week 13, week 12 of last year. Last year, the conversation was they had a standard. And the standard was that they thought they can put 30 points on anybody up to 40 points. And they, ne they never hit the 40-point threshold, but that was the goal of – that was this team's goal – because they saw the talent they had. Now I will say this here: we started the season off with D Hops, and we had we had D Hops, we had we had uh, Zach Ertz, and we had Hollywood Brown, and we had Rondell Moore, then we had James Conner. Look, you got height, you got size, you got speed, you got experience, and all of that. And then that probably would have put us in a position where we thought that you know we could probably consider controlling offense, and we'd average twenty five to forty points a game. But we're not there yet, and I think that's the part where some of those things come out and play. Um, but this team is in the right direction. One of the guys in the chat stated, stated that we're in the right direction. This would have been a great win for the Arizona Cardinals, not just a home win. That's special in itself, J JV, but it would have been a great win just because we thought we had already we, we moved in a, in a better direction in regards to moving from playing the Carolina Panthers on the road, coming home with a, with a, with a victory on our chest, and feeling like we could have pulled out a victory with a team that wasn't all there together um, with the injuries that they had. Looks like we've got some behind-the-scenes footage, locker room footage that producer Emma is going to queue up here. I think it's of Justin Pugh, Emma. Go ahead and roll the tape. That's how I'm one fucking guy. I miss a block. You miss touchdowns. We should have the ball and been able to score. That's how I'm one fucking guy. Everyone's waiting around for one guy to come back here. This fucking ain't right. It's not right. All right? It's not one fucking guy. I agree with that because Justin Pugh makes – uh, top three money on this Cardinal team or top five money or whatever it is, the Cardinals did not lose because of a street free agent kicker. Does it suck that he probably, this is his only opportunity with the team, he's going to be cut and he blew it at the end of the game? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cliff Kingsbury didn't play, uh, didn't coach well enough. Kyler Murray could have played better. You know, the defensive line could have played better. There were no takeaways by the Cardinals. They, they had a bunch of <clears throat> missed opportunities. Yeah. Now, however, I mean, you're paid to, to make a kick and it's, it's we emphasize that it's the only thing we ask of you. Please go do it. And he didn't do it. Saul Bookman, the GM in the chat, I thought Rondell played better because he was being utilized better. It's almost like Cliff unlocked something in the second half. Rondell maybe getting more comfortable in the in the secondary, mm -hmm. striding downfield. No, it's, it's just them. It's plays. Well, it's funny because it's he's second yeah. on the team today in receiving yards with 68 yards. 
and he, I think he had negative yards to begin the second half. So but he made yak, up for that. But his yak, it's just, most of it's coming from his what yak. What you see, when his explosiveness can, right, he, and what he can do. And he looks so good, man. I, I'm pretty sure anybody in the league would love to have a Rondell Moore with, the, with, with, with his abilities. We just, we're not utilizing him yet. Hopefully he'll get better with that. And I agree with Saul. Look, he, look, I thought he played better today. I think that we need to stop trying to do the wrinkle stuff with him and just literally either isolate him and every now and then go, you know, two tight ends and then let him and run Hollywood on on one side of the ball, do what they need to do. You could do that with this offense because we have a we have a new tight end to, that we can add to the bunch, and that's Trey McBride, who hopefully we'll be able to utilize him a little bit down there. The, the frustrating thing with this team, and I'll focus on offense still, is they just look so unprepared. Kylo looks unprepared. No. Cliff looks unprepared. They look they they don't score points in the first quarter, Frank. That's that to me is like yeah, you well. get your best ten to twelve plays, and you say this is what we're going to roll with this week. They're going to be effective, and it literally is unwatchable. the f- The first quarters for the Cardinals this year, offensively and parts of it defensively. But let's focus on the offense. Have been unwatchable. That to me is like yeah. preparation Monday through Saturday is not good enough, and that's where the heat because everybody tells us and we hear it. Cardinal fans here. Cardinals have athletes. They've got players. That, and they can athlete their way into wins like they did last week against Carolina, against an inferior team. And they can athlete their way into close losses like this. But the NFL is such an intellectual game mm-hmm. where coaching makes such a difference. And that is the microcosm right now, unfortunately, of the Cliff Kingsbury era. Is you, you're in a division with Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Pete Carroll. And that one extra incentive, or I guess the one extra bit of knowledge and wherewithal and, and coaching smarts makes the difference. And it exposes Cliff Kingsbury, and he got exposed today. Now, I don't love Philadelphia's coach. I, I don't, but they're four and zero, and they've got some things rolling. Like you got to make you got to make me feel good about the fact that Cliff Kingsbury can outwit somebody, and no one has confidence that he can do that right now. He has the players. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't matter about the wits when you got the players, and the players make the plays. The, the way we lost the game, I can accept. I agree with Saul. We can, I can accept that loss. And I, I don't want to accept it from the standpoint I can – there's so many pros and cons to it outside of the kicker. The pros and cons, as we talked about a little bit earlier, was that if Kyler slides, what's the mentality he has in this scenario? Am I looking for yardage? Okay, if I slide, then I can, I can, I can jump up with no one tackling me and go and set the ball down. If I, if I die for the first down and I get tackled, they can jump on top of me and literally hold me down for five to ten seconds, which is another runoff. That could be a problem, problematic, and then still, at the end of the day, I still got to lead to a kicker with no timeouts on the with no timeouts on our behalf. So that becomes another scenario. And so, but there are things that we will improve on and hopefully get better. Like we don't start good right now, but hopefully, and I always say this here: every offensive team, pretty much player, excuse me, every offensive player, pretty much hates the first twelve plays of the game that's scripted because that's what we do, and we do it in, intentionally with the intent to find out when we get into certain formations, what the defense is going to do and what they're going to show us. And then the next second, you saw the difference in the second quarter. We switched our entire offense around, moved guys around, put them in different positions, and they didn't have any answers for that, and we went down the field and we scored. And that's the offense you want to see. Hopefully, we'll get better at that, and we'll see that more in the first quarter than we will having to wait to fill fill the game out. Totri uh, in the chat, at what point does Cliff look in the mirror and relinquish play-calling duties be the call, right? Uh, move, and I think it earned him some respect. If Cliff Kingsbury is not calling plays here, what is he doing here? That's my question. You sold this fan base on the fact this is some offensive savant mm-hmm. that put up 700 yards per game at Texas Tech. 
couldn't stop a nosebleed defensively. That's why you brought Vance Joseph in. If you're going to relinquish play calling duties from Cliff Kingsbury, then you might as well make Vance Joseph the head coach because he doesn't do anything for me. Cliff should be here. He should be your Andy Reid or your Sean Payton or your Kyle Shanahan. Those guys call plays. Now, you can have people underneath that you groom into positions where they become head coaches, but the Cardinals haven't done that, coincidentally. So I Cliff Kingsbury needs to call plays unless he's not the head coach anymore. Because I just I can't get on board with he Cliff, is not a CEO. Cliff, Cliff is not a CEO. Cliff will be our coach. Well, yeah, I, I don't think he's I getting fired. I can't say he's always exceptional in his job, but he he's going to be our coach. And the reason why is because we got the players. Unless they we, we unless they showed that they were quitting on Cliff right. Kingsbury, which and, they did and not I don't do think today. They're show, and I don't think they're going to show that. You know why? Because we have we have some voices right now that's that, that are non quitters. We have that in K one. We have that in Hollywood who just, just got here. Justin Pugh. We got that in said. Justin Pugh. You saw him walk out there, man, and absolutely defend the kicker like, hey, I miss blocks. Guys miss plays, and it's not on him. So, And, and that's what he's supposed to do. We're not doing that. But what we are going to do is hopefully he'll get better and the players will come back and they'll get better. We got some young guys in positions. We got some, un, some, in, some guys that are injured in positions that shouldn't be there. And on the defense, there's no answer for that because that's exactly who we got. We went through the offseason with these guys. We drafted nobody to replace those guys. We didn't go out and really do free agent signing on those dogs. But our defense is not the problem. I agree with you 100%. We got to do a better job of starting. And they'll figure they, I hope I'm saying this as a guy who played with the Arizona Cardinals and we had horrible starts. Yeah. Your mom in the chat, if Prater misses the kick, do we blame <laughs> Cliff or Matt or who makes if the kicks, especially from that range? I would say this is a very specific instance. Matt is that Prater, your mom? No, it's not my mom. It's not your mom? No. Not uh, Matt Prater was paid a premium last year, made a lot of big kicks for this team, helped them win a lot of games last year, especially early in the season, a lot of clutch kicks. This guy, street free agent, making nothing, I think ideally was only here to kick extra points. The problem is the Cardinals offense shit the bed and didn't score enough touchdowns. Yeah. They scored two touchdowns but in Let this me game. be honest. Uh, in the locker room, we, we're going to say that. We're going to say that. That the kicker's not the problem. The kicker didn't. No, do your damn job. I'm with Johnny. I'm not a fan of kickers. I don't want to give the ball to the kicker. But he has a job to do. Do your job. Bottom line, that's not on Cliff because Cliff didn't kick the field goal. We gave you an opportunity. We got to a number that's legible for a good number that's good for you. And we went at the 52 asking you to kick a 67-yard field goal. We got to one and we saw you can kick it. You just missed it. Bottom line. That's that's absolutely it. So anything else between what Kyle could have done, should have done in the third, fourth, none of that shit matters because at the end of the day, we gave ourselves a chance to do something. Now, that part sucked. And that's just keeping it 100 because there's nothing else we could do. If he makes the kick, it changes the narrative. And now we're going in overtime. Now we get another figure out who's now what play, now what we're doing on defense. The defense stopped those guys from scoring. The hypotheticals get bigger and bigger and ambiguous. So we point more fingers at a whole bunch of other people. At the end of the day, the bottom line goes to the kicker missed the field goal, which didn't give us a chance to go to overtime. I got everything to that point. We did everything to get to this point to give ourselves a chance, <clears throat> and he missed that chance. And more than likely, like, like Saul would say, get the motherfucker out of here. And that's well, what's probably going to happen. Let's, let's focus on some good news. So we've got some comments here post-game. It sounds like Jalen Thompson is, is going to be okay. He had good the deal. wind knocked out of him. Would not have been surprised had he come back in the game, uh, had walked it off on the sideline, and then just said in the post-game presser that he had the wind knocked out of him. That's good news. It looked like initially something maybe was wrong with his ribcage. He's an indispensable player, as we saw. He's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, I, this, I don't think this is a hot take. I think he's playing better than any defensive back on this roster, including Buda Baker, and that's not a knock on Buda. 
Um, Saul Bookman, 100% right. He was missing those kicks and warm-ups, and that's where I have an issue with this comment here from Cliff Kingsbury in the postgame presser. He said that they were shooting for a field goal in that range anyway. I am not shooting for a field goal 40 to 45 yards with this street free agent kicker. I am trying to press the ball downfield at, at the easiest chance. I want to be able to have a 35-yard field goal or better. The Cardinals had runners in the secondary. Zach Ertz was open. They had chances to hit big plays. Mm -hmm. They were gouging them. The Eagles survived the second half. They won the game. But, like, the Cardinals beat themselves. The Cardinals beat themselves at the end of the first half. Too many miscues, mental errors. And I think that's most frustrating, Frank Sanders, is if you're a fan of this team, it's like the game was there to be won. The play calling was bad early. If they were effective running the football, which they were, they should have leaned into it more. They didn't. And then in the second half, it was like, the defense couldn't get off the field, and then the offense got a couple opportunities and converted, but then, you know, they just they ran out of time. Um, but I, I tell you right now, I am not running out of time using my favorite app when it comes to buying tickets. So for all you procrastinators out there, I'm, I hope you dabbled today, but we got a home game in two weeks. I want to see you there against the Saints. We got a tailgate, by the way, at that event. Check out Game Time. You can save up to 60% on your tickets when you buy last minute. I know people who are getting tickets on the cheap on the reg today. It's great for you procrastinators out there. Get get in on the action if you're like me. I don't like buying tickets two, four months out in advance. I like buying tickets the week of. I'm dabbling. I want to see what's available. And a lot of us think there's a stigma of like, well, they're going to be super expensive. No, people on game time are looking to give you a deal. And the best way to support us is by buying uh, your tickets through the link in the description below. Um, so we're excited about game time. We're also excited about OGs. OGs, my man, Frank Sanders, you've dabbled before in the OGs. Uh, love the OGs. <laughs> uh, they helped they help me tremendously. Honestly, yeah. as a former player, you know, we always try to get rid of the, the opioid lifestyle of taking pills and overcounting pills and something like that. Yeah. But the OGs, man, is absolutely perfect. It relaxed me, allowed me to kind of just chill out. Certain flavors, of course, you always know my pina colada and that orange cream sickle. Delicious. They are great. They just did something that totally changed the game. They just launched their brand new Sleep Edition gummy. You won't want to sleep on these. You guys see what I did there? And you heard that right. <laughs> We're flavoring dreams with OGs. Two to one THC CBN ratio gummy. CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. Listen, I, I'm going to need help falling asleep after this game. I have nightmares about this game. And frankly, this Sleep Edition gummy is the new Aquaberry flavor. Love that. We highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogbrands.com and on Instagram, ogbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. You got to be 21 or older to partake and purchase. We're waiting from Bo Brock here at State Farm Stadium. Producer Emma, what do you got for us? I do have an update from Bo Brock. He is just waiting on one more player. That's Kyler Murray. Oh, we got to hear from Kyler. Hey, real quick in the chat, a couple people said something. Let's talk about this here. I'm not blaming the kicker. <laughs> it's your job. You have no, there's no title next to you. There's no hyphen beside kicker. There's no hyphen slash quarterback slash GM slash nothing else. You're the kicker. You get one, you got a job to do. I don't care if they pay you a hundred thousand to two hundred million dollars. If he makes that kick, we don't know if he gets another a longer contract. We don't know how long Prater's out. So if he has two or three more weeks to make more money instead of talking about what Kyler did, it's actually irrelevant. Your job is one job. And someone pointed it out. He missed the same kick or a game-winning opportunity. I, but, and, me, but again, that's I'd be, I'd be putting alarms on. Don't fucking touch him during the game. <clears throat> and, if, and, if he looks like garbage, then I'm just saying we got to score and, touchdowns. And so that's what you got to say. That's not, That would have been more helpful to say at the end of the day and say, hey, Kyla, we can't, we can't, we, we're not kicking a field goal because he, he he's not making them. He's missing them in preseason. He's, excuse me, he missed them in pregames. 
We can't trust him. Somebody said he's missed a 34 game winner against the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. I and remember he did. that. And so they got rid of him. That's, but that's what I'm saying. He should not have a job in the NFL. And that's on Steve Kime for and, employing and him. him. So let's let's get to the super chat here. Thank you so much, Frank. At Thanks, least Frank. defense always gives us a chance to win. And I, I agree 100. percent They look. They didn't. They didn't. Again, Johnny was absolutely right. The time of possession is 35 minutes That's to Philadelphia. I know, but it's people, 35 minutes to them and 25 upset. minutes to us. And it's and it's that's that's a lot. But we really lost. They had the ball eight to nine minutes going out of the third yep. quarter into the fourth quarter, all the way down to two two minutes in the game. That's a lot. Our defense has our defense should have done something better. I said it coming out of the break. You know, out of, out of our halftime show was basically it was a bend on break. This was up, the, this the defense was, gave up three points. Like that's that's that's. Hello, amazing. This is to realize least, you only gave up three points. This is the least amount of points the Eagles have scored all season. They, their previous low was twenty-four, um, and last week I think it was in a monsoon uh, in Philadelphia. So it's impressive what Vance Joseph yes. did today. I'm disappointed. I want this team, and it's a stigma. Like I, the Cardinals are, I think Frank Sanders, I playing over their uh, athletic attributes defensively. The Cardinals' offense is underperforming grossly underperforming when you talk about a quarterback who's making 45 million dollars a year you're talking about a number one wide receiver a number one tight end a pro bowl running back you paid all the all these offensive linemen you know rodney hudson's out today again right you know dj humphreys has paid a premium i think it's a combination of just like ineptitude with play calling early in games the adjustments the you know, it's there's nothing more demoralizing than coming into a game and feeling like you're behind the eight ball from a coaching standpoint. This is where we really stink at. We can all be honest about this here on offense. The red zone. We're just not scoring points. Like, we're not throwing the ball. We're not turning over. This is not, you know, Matt Ryan as our quarterback or somebody who has, you know, Sam Darnold or, you know, your boy Baker Mayfield is throwing picks. Kyler's not throwing stupid picks. I mean, this of course, they've won in the first quarter, but he's not leading the lead in throwing interceptions so we got to be honest with ourselves about that okay but in reality we're just not we're, we're horrible in that 10 yard into the end zone red zone area that we're just we're, we're horrible at and we don't have no answers for that right now and that's what cliff really has to figure out what's the best place to call and again and that that is some stuff that is just where, where we're not really making up those points and giving our defense those added points we need to have and so yeah. when we fix that that'll be something we can look back over the next couple of weeks and we'll look back here and say we got better, and that's here, what that's what's most important. Here are the Cardinal point totals from the first five games of the season, 21, 29, 20, 26, 17. So this was their low for the year, and I would say I'd be remiss if I didn't say they're high for the year, 29 against the Raiders. They had a defensive touchdown in that game. Yeah, so and, that, and that's something our defense is not doing like they did last year. In the early parts, our defense had, you know, it was <laughs> – they, they literally were putting handcuffs on everybody with a lot of picks, but that's not necessarily necessary – as much as we were watching how they're playing against teams outside of, you know, we look at them in the second half or from the second quarter going on into the end of the game, our defense is doing absolutely fabulous. I'm not going to say that they're excellent. They have they don't have a whole bunch of takeaways in that area, but they're not losing these games. No, for and us. Then we talked That's, about it before the season, right. and somebody called me out on Twitter, and you're 100% right. Like, I thought the offense was going to have to win shootouts to begin the season for them yes. to be competitive, and it's been the opposite. And for Cliff Kingsbury, fourth-year head coach, that's unacceptable. You know who is exceeding expectations, in my opinion, is Hollywood Brown. He is our DraftKings king of the game. Look at old Hollywood. Eight catches, 78 yards, one touchdown. Didn't have enough targets in the second half because the Cardinals didn't have the ball, uh, but has just been sensational. Looks great. You just think about that one catch and run that he didn't have on the slant play. He's probably still running. Um, the Cardinals have a lot of issues on offense. 
Play calling, Kyler's got to be better. Hollywood Brown has been as seamless of a transition. Yes. He's going to set career highs this year. He is their number one receiver with or without Diop. They're going to have dual number ones. I can't wait for it. And it's the reason we have a lot of hope for this team, Frank. He looks great. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited about Hollywood Brown. I hope he stays healthy because whatever he, whatever relationship he has right now with Kyler, it looks great. Yep. Um, they miss each other every now and then, but what you really catch them doing right now is they're moving him around in different spots. And I love that about what Cliff has done thus far in the last couple of two in the last couple of games. Um, and they're giving him a chance. Like you got to give your guys a chance. Seamless transition was just as good as it was when we brought Zach Ertz here in the middle part of the season. And he just literally ran off with 75 catches, you know, last year. Uh, and that was pretty spectacular. I think Hollywood Brown will exceed those numbers. And plus, without a doubt, 1,300 yards should be easy for him. I, the guys in the chat, Ryan's talking about Gregory Dorch. He's not there. And I don't understand that right now. Hopefully they'll figure out what we need to do with him. And um, I, I seen him on the chat one day. He, you know, he talked about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it literally talks about and all you're getting, getting understanding. I mean, he's, he's doing, he, he's, just, he has to do his part. Just chill return, and, and wait. Yeah, but he just has to chill and wait yeah. until it's his time. They got more money invested. He's not playing, guys, because they have more money invested in Rondell Moore. And he was and the NFL, pick. it's the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're first team or second team. It's what money team you're on. Unless <laughs> you're Vance Joseph with these uh, young players, then it does matter. But most of them getting paid. And, yeah. they're, and they're top draft picks. So there's nobody on the team that's not playing that's not top draft picks on the defense. In the NFL, it comes to what money team you're on. If you're if you if you're in the top you. echelon, you're gonna get you're gonna get playing time. Let me ask you this, and I know fans don't want to hear this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Is is this a moral win for the Cardinals, given to how the poor they started this season, how good the Eagles were, or is this a we blew this game and we're pissed about it because we know we're better than them and now we're two and three? This is one of those Sigmund Freud's <laughs> negative reinforcement moments. Because you lost, but yet you can be reinforced with good behavior of saying that you guys played a team that's one of the NFL top teams, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, when we watch film, we look at ourselves and we tell ourselves we had a chance and we blew it. Did you miss your assignment? Did you not pay attention to the small things in, de in detail? If you don't hold this guy like that, then it's what happens. And so the film will break it down. And as you know, tedious as the stuff we're talking about in, in the chat, and the stuff that, you know, Johnny's pointing out, and we're bringing up stuff for two games, three games ago, all that shit was dealt with in the film room. And the stuff we talked about, trying to overcome your simple facts of missing the stuff that you're supposed to do, your assignments. And so hopefully these guys will go back and they'll, they'll look at their assignments and they'll look at what they did right and wrong. And at the end of the day, when these guys figure that out, you know, hopefully they'll get better from that. Is it a moral win? No, hell no, because it's still a loss. But at the end of the day, we can look at our team and say, are we trading in the right direction? Well, we didn't take the, we didn't take the first and second quarter to figure it out and just play well in the second half. It, it took us the second quarter, and then we started making plays and moving guys around. They're, they so are imp they're improving in certain ways, absolutely. Like, the defense has come a long way. I, I think the offensive line is playing well. Without Rodney Hudson today, they gave up one sack. They ran the ball whenever they wanted to. Um, I, I really do feel like they were hampered by coaching today. They were hampered by coaching. And then I, you know, I didn't think Kyler played his best game. The interception early – he missed a couple reads. He wasn't good at the end of the game. Like Kyler and Cliff just have to be better. They're, they're the two that they have the most invested into right now outside yeah. of Steve Kime. So um, I, think I can't say, but I, I look at Cliff, man. Like you, so there's moments when I look at Cliff, I think he's 100% involved. Like I think he's involved in trying to get things going. Again, you got a coach that has a quarterback that does miracle stuff. Yeah. Like he, he's at abracadabra stuff. And it's, it's the stuff that you don't always expect out of Kyler, but you know it's, he's capable of it. 
And so when you're calling your plays and you're trying to stay within within rhythm to what you believe the defense is trying to do and, and game plan against you, you look at your script and you try to call a play and you, and you want those guys to go out and, and, and make it work. The same way you made it work in practice, and that's typically what we do. But then there's some things that happen. So I, I think he's invested. I think Cliff really is trying to put this thing and get it together, moving in the right direction. Um, there are some pieces that's going to happen that will help us and get us, you know, get us. And it won't take as long for us to get better. It won't. It won't take us long for us to figure this thing out. You might see the next game or two when we play, we play in Seattle on the next road game. That these might are, be I something mean, where let's you talk can only about see that. the improvements. Let's talk about these next two games. I think these are must wins for the Arizona Cardinals. I feel like. You go three and three without DeAndre Hopkins, that's a plus. Plus, you play a team that's led by Geno Smith, who's playing good football, but their defense is off right now. If there's a get-right game for the Cardinals offense right now, it's to go up to Seattle and play that Seattle defense that has been lit up by every quarterback this year on the ground, what Taysom Hill did today. And then in two weeks, when we're out at the Lola having a good time at the tailgate Thursday night football when mm -hmm. they bring back these black helmets, you got you to gotta take care of business against Andy Dalton, and, you, and you're bringing back D-Hop. So... I, I do still think there is a clear-cut path for this team to get back on track, three and three, four and three with DeAndre Hopkins. But I mean, you got to go and win at Seattle next week. We can't take you seriously right now if you're going to lose two straight conference games, especially to Geno Smith. I'm sorry, I know he's playing well. We watch him every every time we can because we've got a, a staff member who's a closet Seahawk fan. And he roots for Geno Smith to do well. And uh, he looks fine. I mean, it is what it is. But Kyler Murray's making $45 million. He needs to go up to Seattle and and beat on Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, right now, you can dabble on that game utilizing the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is fantastic. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL, any NFL team to win and get $200 back in free bets if they do. Uh, I had the trifecta today, Frank. I lost all my fantasy matchups. Uh, I lost all my bets, and the Cardinals lost. I called it the trifecta. I'm sure many of you have experienced that same thing, but we bet through it. I'm going to bet on this Sunday night game. You can, too. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up, same game parlays right now for every leg you add. You can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't, and to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on the step-up, same game parlays once per day, all season long. It's simple, friends. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. They're diving in on the chat, and their guys are re rehashing the conversation of, you know, did, did Cliff think they had the first down? And, and the press, he said he did. And that, yeah. that's the part where, you know, you got to look at it from that perspective. No timeouts. There's no, there's no, in 20 seconds on the clock, you either got to decide if, you know, if you got the first down, great. If you try, if you try to challenge us, as Frankie asked and Frankie Romero asked earlier in the chat, if you if you throw the challenge flag, you have no timeout, so then it's the clock still running. Well, that's in itself becomes a, that becomes an issue. So you got to you got to pick your poison. And unfortunately, our poison happened to be a kicker who hasn't been, you know, very good at his job at, at, at this stage. And we gave him an opportunity to prove it, that he can make some more money in the NFL by being – a kicker in that moment. And again, at, and, and unfortunately, it didn't go our way. Um, the Cardinals playing Seattle is going to be this week. I know we're still kind of dealing with this in, in this, this situation we just lost in. I thought it was a hard-fought game. I thought the Cardinals gave themselves a chance to win versus a very good team. Um, and we, we, we're we trading in a good direction. We talked about this, you know, over the, over the last – this weekend, this week was that we finally got our, our, our season legs under us and not our preseason legs. We got rid of those legs. Yeah, but the offense still looks like it's in preseason It does, mode. And, that, and, that's, and that part will – I believe that that's the part that is really uh, really shocking to all of us right yeah. now. 
because that's what we think we should be getting more more out of, more production out of. And hopefully that will get better. It's either, and that to me, I have honestly, looking at it from my perspective, I really don't have answers on why it's so bad the first quarter. Because, I mean, I can accept when we played Kansas City, the Raiders, and the Rams. We thought that would not, those was, that was the gauntlet. That right? was the gauntlet to go through. But when we got ourselves in Carolina, we went out and played, looked exactly the same. Like we didn't give a, we didn't give a crap. Then we figured out how to, how to, it's how to just, fight at the end of the game. So I, that's I, something that we'll, we'll look to see if this team will, will get better and bounce back from this loss, understand it and understand their mistakes. And then, you know, hopefully we'll get Rodney back and some other players back from, from the injury. It's just frustrating because I, I feel like no one has a firm grasp of the relationship trending in the, in the right direction with, with Cliff and Kyler together. No one is suggesting that, that, that Cliff right now is Kyler's kingmaker and is getting the most out of him. I don't know how you could say that right now. And so I, I put a lot of ownership on Kyler this year because he is paid a premium. He's the highest paid player in franchise history. But at the same time, it's like everybody's questions before the season, is Cliff the guy to get Kyler to the next level? And I think based on the fact that they started hot last year, he got hurt, they were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And right now, I think the answer is no. I think the answer right now is Cliff and Kyler together may kind of hit a wall. And I still think this team's a playoff nah, team. No, we will get better. No, I, I do think that. And yeah. Hopkins comes back. But we should not have to sit here with the gluttony of the weapons the Cardinals still do have and wait for one singular player to save this team. You're right, you're when, right on when that. Kyle, no, you're when Kyler right. Murray's making $45 million and Cliff Kingsbury yeah. gets a five-year extension, uh, like Hopkins should be a bonus when you traded your first-round pick for a proven receiver and you signed all these other guys and you brought back Zach Gertz. And it's just like nothing the Cardinals do offensively looks easy. Everything looks difficult. We're all shaking watching it like they're going to screw up or have a turnover or a negative play. They're just not in rhythm. And it's the stark contrast of what we saw last year with this offense to begin the season that it was just came and it was seamless. And I think we've got hopefully Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium. We're still awaiting comments from Kyler Murray. Potentially Bo Brock is going to be able to give us some of that insight uh, into what K1 said. Uh, and here we have Bo Brock joining us, my counterpart here at PHNX Cardinals, live from State Farm Stadium. And Bo Brock, number one, that was ugly. And number two, thanks for joining us because I know, my friend, you lost your phone. So I know either you're using your wife's phone or your laptop to join us. So it's not, it has not been a good 48 hours for you. No, it's, uh, it's been a rough day. Last 20, 12, yeah, it's probably 12 hours, but look. We talked to Cliff Kingsbury. They thought they had the first down. They thought it was pretty clear. Kyler Murray said everybody's yelling clock at him. And so he clocked the football. And that's that's where the Arizona Cardinals are as far as, you know, a little bit of the debacle at the end of the game. So I'm feeling a little bit better, I'm sure, than they are. They took the L in a game that Kyler Murray said over and over. This was a, was a winnable game. They thought they were going to win. Zach Gertz, Zach Gertz said that they thought they were going down and they are going to score a touchdown. And uh, it was a, it was a Matt Amendola forty three yard miss. Should they have even put him in that position though, Bo Brock? Like, is it all coming down to the blunder at the end, or were they playing for the field goal? Because one of your tweets, there was a comment or from somebody on Twitter basically saying that that's that's the range they wanted to get him in. But then we're listening yeah. to the broadcast, and he's missing those field goals to begin the game. It's like I wouldn't want any part of this guy. He's poisoned to me at the end of the game, right? Yeah, I mean, what Cliff Kingsbury had said, you know, with where the clock was that, you know, they would take maybe a couple of conservative passes. They weren't going to go at the end zone. So they were they were pretty okay with where they were field position-wise with Matt Amendola in that situation. I mean, it was a 43-yard field goal. NFL kickers should be able to put that through, and uh, unfortunately couldn't get there. 
Bo, uh, you had a chance. Did you get a chance to kind of talk to Hollywood Brown? And, and and I know he, you know, I know he had one. He was a he was our king of the game. Um, but from his performance, mm-hmm. how, what is, what did you think he? Where what do you think he kind of did today? I, I thought Hollywood Brown was fantastic. You know, unfortunately, in, in Justin Pugh, I don't know if you guys played the video. Justin Pugh kind of saying it wasn't one effing guy and wasn't one effing play. Uh, but, you know, you, you obviously Hollywood Brown, a huge day. Touchdown was unbelievable. But you, you think about the, the drop catch where he probably goes 60-plus yards of the house. So we didn't talk to Hollywood, but, you know, I think there are a bunch of plays that were left out there on the field for this team and, and it, that show up and, and are glaring even outside the, the missed kick at the end. Do you think Cliff Kingsbury puts a lot of ownership on how they start games uh, on him? The Cardinals still yeah. inept in the first quarter, yeah. the only team in the NFL not scoring a point. And then you think about, like, you're not going to beat anybody in the NFL scoring 17 points. I'm sorry, especially against a team that's no. that's 4-0. and I know I was critical of the defense in the second half. The time of possession was gross, uh, grossly in favor of yeah. the Eagles, I should say. But I, what is it going to take for them to figure it out offensively? Because in year four of Cliff and Kyler, it should not look this hard. Right. Yeah. These guys, uh, they're grasping right now. They're reaching, they're, they're searching for anything because they've been talking about this ad nauseum. They're sick of talking about it. They're sick of talking about the slow starts. They're sick of talking about losing at home. And it's the only thing that's going to change is better play. And, you know, Cliff takes ownership of that. People think when he says, you know, we and, and the play calling, he, he means himself. He knows that he needs to be better as far as dialing up and scripted plays at the beginning of the game. And, you know, it's, it's execution too. I mean, you're looking for execution and, it was good to see them finally utilize Rondell Moore, but early on it seemed like he was kind of a, a drive killer a little bit in a sense, especially in the first half. Uh, in the negative plays, a bunch of negative plays. So um, they're, they're searching for it. They absolutely are, and, and everybody knows that it, it's it's going to take an effort, you know, collectively coaching, playing uh, up there for them to to get this to turn things around, especially early. Well, you got a chance to be in the locker room. Was there anything that or anyone that stood out to you? Um, comment wise or just attitude wide or, you know, or the mood of the locker room. I know it's a loss, but it's something different. Did anything stand yeah. out to you that was different? Not really. I mean, everybody, you know, Kyler Murray's still in his uniform. He was sitting there at his locker almost in shock that they couldn't send this thing to overtime. Uh, you could tell that he was, he was bothered by this more, almost more so than anybody else. Um, you know, we had the, the moment with Pew where he came up to, the kicker and, and said it's it's not on him and then or not only on him and then yeah I mean it was it was pretty much the same same message r- around the the locker room it was it was everybody seemed pretty beat down by this loss it was it was you know pretty demoralizing when you got a team on the ropes a chance to at least win or send it to overtime and and you come out of there with neither so I, I think this team sure they might feel good if they can bounce back against Seattle and be three and three but. You know, the narrative continues around this team, you know, about not being able to win at home. They can't change the one, obviously, about starting out slowly. So, yeah, this team is sick of all that. and They want to see it end just as much as everybody else. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. You know, Vance Joseph's done a nice job over the last couple of weeks, but I was critical in the second half. I mean, the Cardinals had three offensive possessions, Bo, to Philly in the second half, and I thought it was less about – Philly converting points and touchdowns and more about controlling the tempo. I mean, the Cardinals got outgained in terms of time of possession by almost 10 minutes. They didn't force a turnover. I know Jalen Thompson dropped two picks. Good to see that he's okay. But, like, are, are, how, yeah. much, 
How much ownership are you putting, if any, on Vance Joseph in this defense? The three and outs were not there, and I didn't think J.J. Watt ate as much as I thought he would against a defense offensive line that was missing a bunch of players for Philadelphia. I, I put zero on Vance. I think Vance has done a pretty incredible job. I thought he did a, a really solid job against the Eagles. Surely it's not without frustration, no doubt about it. But, I mean, think about that long drive where Isaiah Simmons is, is brutally held on a big third down. That should have uh, – he would have been all over Jalen Hurts or at least got his hands up. It's, it's, it was things that were out of the defensive coordinator's control. And I, th- I thought what he was able to do was actually I, – I was impressed. I, I, I think that VJ, as far as – you know, the coaching staff goes, he, he's, he's definitely the guy that's that's kind of dialing up right schemes and right calls. And no, I, I put zero on it, you know. And, and Even sure without any kind of edge. Pr- I mean, the there was no there was no edge pressure today at all. Well, I mean, look, it came from Zach Allen well, I mean, and that, then blitzing defensive backs. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's he, he can't he can't go out there and rush off the edge himself. I mean, outside. I mean, he put Maje Sanders in there for the first time. I mean. It, it, the biggest issue for VJ is personnel who's available. And, you know, right now you're not getting anybody that's getting home, especially off the edge. And he's searching for it, right? I mean, as you mentioned, they, they were blitzing guys as far as corners. And you saw Isaiah Simmons coming from a different angles. And still, it, outside of Zach Allen and J.J. Watt, you, you weren't getting much disruption back there. So I don't put a lot of that on, on Vance Joseph, no. Hey, real, real quick, the uh, one of the chat conversations was about the uh, the guy that was running the personal clock back to the offensive side the last seconds yeah. of the game, having a chance to put the ball down. Yeah. They they acknowledged that it was first and 10, and then Chains doesn't move, but was there any comments about that or anybody's uh, impression on that? No, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what we – Tyler's getting everybody yelling in his face clock, so that's where he's got okay. his direction, right? And right. then Cliff is – he's, he's – you know, I, I don't think anybody, I, I mean, from your personal experience, Frank, who are you looking at in those situations and those two minute drills? I'm looking at the quarterback. Where are you usually looking for the change? quarterback? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm at the quarterback. The I, one I that has the earpiece in is always going to be hearing guys say stuff and he can, he'll look to the sideline because he's always, he's always having face conversations with, with the OC yeah. or the head coach or, you know, another quarterback that might be calling out plays. So Kyler would be looking at, the guy who has the microphone in the ear that's, that's speaking to him specifically. Yeah, the, the, the whole debacle was, you know, it looks like he clearly had it, according to Cliff. He's right there by the by the chain gang. And then, you know, you've got, uh, as far as the, the Cardinals, I mean, the, 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 the clock operator or the, the guy who's running the video board has him at first and 10. And then the, so the Cardinals are just operating with a, a running clock you know, that this thing is a first down the entire way. And then, but before they can even, you know, look at it, you know, they, they've already, Kyler Murray's already put the ball into the turf. So, I mean, it was just, it, it just was a, a disaster for them. But, you know, to Johnny's point in, in his question from before, I mean, this content with its field position and, and Amendola to be able to hit from 43. I mean, that should be a makeable kick for any professional place kicker. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I just don't think that uh, it, it was just a, a disaster for them at the end of the game. Lance in the chat kind of signifying, I think, a lot of the Cardinal fan base that this loss is on Kyler. I would say, you know, combination, both he and Cliff were not at their best today. Would you agree with that assessment? Did you think Kyler played better than his stats indicated, or was he not as sharp as it looked like on the broadcast? 
No, he looked sharp. He looked sharp once he got going, and that's been the case the entire season, right? When he finds his rhythm, he seems to be able to fire off and hit on all cylinders. Uh, but I don't know what it is. He, he just continues to come out slow and, and not make or execute the offense. Um, and then also, you know, negative plays puts you in a, in a tough position. And there, there was a couple with more, but also you get credit to this offense. They didn't make too many blunders uh, as far as penalties. Weren't putting themselves in, in bad positions. And yeah, it's, I, I, don't, I don't, I didn't, I thought you got enough, but at the same time, you, you still got to finish and you got to finish drive. You got to get in the end zone. And, and when you have the opportunity to put a team away like this, it's unfortunate they didn't. Uh, I want to get to our producer, Emma. Yeah. She's got our DraftKings, or I'm sorry, not our DraftKings, but just our photo of the day from Danielle, who was out taking photos of us uh, of the game at State Farm Stadium. Did a fantastic job. Hopefully you saw them peppered throughout our PHNX Cardinals social, uh, my Twitter, Bo's Twitter. She, uh, tremendous job. Emma's going to pull that up here in a second. A couple more comments here. Uh, nope, we'll pull it up right now. Uh, Hollywood Brown photo of the game came right after his touchdown. You can see Greg Dortch celebrating in the background. Uh, those two gentlemen, hell of a game. Hollywood has been everything this team had hoped for in route to a career year. And uh, I think we're all just kind of waiting with bated breath, Bo Brock, for this offense to kind of be saved by the likes of DeAndre Hopkins to pair him with Hollywood Brown. I mean, is there that sense in the locker room, Bo, that it's like, please, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, come back and save us? Because Frank and I were talking, and it's like, yeah, that's that's how we're phrasing it. That's how the fan base is phrasing it. But at the same time, it's like, should it be like, well, we're just kind of waiting for D-Hop. But, like, they, they should be more competent than this, right? Right. I think that's the, it's the latter. I think that they feel that about themselves, that there's enough playmakers out there, very competent in their skill set. Ertz, you know, more A.J. Green, he's made a couple of play I you know I feel like they have the guys to to win football games and they wanted to win today no I, I you know he's been away from the organization up until this week so no they have they haven't thought about it I think they've been trying to focus on you know keeping this thing going and and, and competing when you know out of the gates they just weren't doing that and now they're getting back to where they're playing tight against one of the better teams in their conference and I, I, I don't think they've been really thinking too much and been looking too far down the road. And you don't want to get caught looking too Thursday night football because, you know, Seattle can put up some points now. And you're going to have to, you know, slow them down on, on the offensive side and then put up points yourself to get one and one in the division. Well, I'm going to ask you this. How is the situation going with the running backs? We saw Daryl Williams exit the game. We saw James Conner exit the yeah. game. Give us an injury status report if you could. Yeah, everybody's hurt. No, <laughs> I mean, what uh, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff said that uh, Eno was battling cramps the entire second half. I mean, this was just a this was a battered group, Frank. I mean, it was it was a Herculean effort from Benjamin his first real opportunity to get uh, consistent carries there in the second half, and it was all out of necessity because you know nobody was available as far as James Conner. They were being cautious with him. They'll see what the uh, what the issue is, and then you've got an issue with Jonathan Ward, you know, your, your fourth bet running back, and, and then you had Daryl Williams, you know, endure his own injury. So it's, I don't think it's anything serious for any of those three guys that were hurt, but, uh, you know, it, it, wasn't, it was too much for them to go. And Benjamin did pretty pretty solid job in their absence. Well, I'm pretty sure this will be my last question. I, I, to, I know right. for a fact. Like, how about this here? You 
uh, the man who knows all about the injuries that's taking place on this team. You write in-depth list of mm-hmm. uh, just a genre of guys that's, that get hurt. Question. So everyone in the chat can be eased. Is Mr. Prater coming back next week? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I would say I would – I, I don't think it's going to be Amendola, but I don't I don't know if, if Prater is going to be back soon. I mean, it seems like he's in pretty tough, pretty pretty big pain, and we'll see what uh, where they are come next week. They haven't IR'd him, obviously, so that's at least uh, maybe a, a step in the right direction. I just don't think that uh, it's something that you can honestly say right now with conviction that he's going to be back as early as next week. Well, Brock, live from State Farm Stadium, Emma, producer, is the GM Saul Bookman joining us? I know you said he was in route about 10 minutes ago. Do we still have him on the docket? What's going on? Um, I just got a text message from him saying that he was here, so he should be up any minute. Okay, Saul's going to give us his two cents from the stadium before we sign off today. I want to remind everybody, be sure to smash that like button right now. Uh, underneath this video, help share the YouTube algorithm. Please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, PHNX underscore Cardinals. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. And, hey, we got a T-shirt I want to tell you about. Uh, we love Hollywood. We love the Hollywood Hill sign on Camelback Mountain. Check it out right now. You can get this instantly from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Go buy it. They're selling out like hotcakes. Uh, I'm trying to cop mine here in the in the short term, Frank Sanders. Haven't been able to get my hands on one because they're so hot. But uh, the Hollywood Hills sign on Camelback, we love that. We also love our touchdown symbol shirt. Can we uh, please get one of those? I things? would love one. The GM Saul Bookman has one. I don't have one. doesn't seem fair, but is what it is. Uh, I'm in here in our older T-shirt. We're just, maybe we're just having better, which is still available in the merchandise locker. You can get that as well. Check out Howard Balzer's fantastic work at gophnx.com. Subscribe. Read Howard's content. He's got articles once, twice, sometimes three times a day. He's cranking them out better than anybody. And, of course, Bo Brock's giving us everything and anything we want as uh, Arizona Animal saying Saul is about to go off. We are waited with bated breath. Here he comes live from State Farm Stadium, the GM Saul Bookman in his fresh new celebratory fresh new. touchdown t-shirt. I would have loved to have seen this celebratory touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles today. He comes, he sits next to me. I'm sure he's got a lot of nice things to say about Cliff Kingsbury and <laughs> Kyler Murray, uh, but uh, be sure to check out this t-shirt at the PHNX merchandise locker it's at gophnx.com you become a member for the entire year just under 60 bucks you can cop this t-shirt for free well let me welcome him the gm saul bookman joining us after uh taking in the game as a fam man of the people how are you doing saul yeah it was fun you can hear it in my voice a little bit man saul you was out there giving hey man when i go i go hard man I don't fucking man. Around. All right, well, give us your <clears throat> give us your take on the game here as we wrap up phnx cardinals postgame show um outside of the first quarter um, which I still think is an absolute disaster. Yeah, it's a travesty. It's a mockery. It's a shame that we keep doing this to ourselves. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm actually happy with the game. Okay. Um, I thought the defense balled their ass off. They did everything they possibly could to stay in the game. Um, I mean, the eagle, the, even with the Eagles being depleted on their offensive line, they still have the hogs up front to be able to to really take advantage of the defensive line for the Cardinals. Yeah. They just do. And their schemes are a little bit different. They're a little bit more complex. Um, and the Cardinals, they, they, they hustled. They were flying all over the field. They were out of position a couple times. But overall, I was really happy with the defense. So I don't put any of this on Vance. I agree okay. with Bo. Um, and honestly, in Kyler, outside of that first half, you know, a couple, couple points there, um, 
I was happy with the way Kyler played. I really was. Like, especially in the second half, I thought he had full control of what he was doing out there. Um, I thought he was seeing the field clearly more better than the first half. The first half, I thought he he had some some plays that I was like, bro, what are you doing right now? Um, but again, in the first quarter, it, it, and I tweeted this out. It was like it's it. They had some momentum on that first drive. They got the first. They got the first down, they and then they do that stupid ass fucking bubble screen, and then they do another end around on another drive. And those two Rondell Moore plays were like drive killers yeah. for themselves. Yep. And I think the team even feels it at this point. Like yeah. ah shit, not this again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so I'm I'm hoping that the the one later in the game where Rondell was able to reel off like I think a 19 yard run. Yeah. Um. I'm hoping that that kind of can yeah. can maybe bring a little bit of life back to that a little bit yeah. you know because i know cliff loves to make that fucking play call um well but, they used him down the field in the second half yeah yeah no no and that, and that was great they tried uh later uh earlier in the game and it just didn't work right. out but um again i i was i was pretty happy i and from my perspective i thought they were going to score a touchdown like it did not feel like they were trying to just get in field goal range it looked like they were going for it and i was watching for my so I was in the um I don't know what you call it, the south end zone or whatever, the one with the bleachers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I watched Kyler slide. And when he slide, I immediately looked at where he was at the field on the field, and I was like, dude, he didn't make that. They're gonna they're gonna say that he he was sliding before hat. And I was looking at Cliff the whole time, and he's like, kill, 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 kill. And yeah. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. Yeah. And at the time, I thought it was third down, or I thought it was fourth down. Yeah. And I thought he was saying kill. On fourth down, yeah. Um, on fourth down, I thought the game was going to be over right there. Yeah. So I had the downs wrong. Um, so luckily, they were able to get the field goal off. But again, like, yeah. it's a 43-yard field goal. You got to come through. Situational awareness was a little rough in that moment. Because even on the loudspeaker in the stadium, they said first down. Yeah. They said first so down I, in the so stadium. I, I can't put this on Kyler Murray. No. If, you're, I, if the PA is saying it and your head coach is saying it, Probably people in the huddle are saying it. They had picked up the marker, and then they put it back down. Like, everything from, from Kyler's standpoint, he's thinking, I got the first So he down. shouldn't be roasted on social media. Fuck no, he shouldn't be roasted. No. And I was a little offended by the headline. I was like, no, this is not on Kyler. He, Yes, he should have dove instead of slid. Yeah. Yes, a million percent. But again, even with that being said, he still thought he got the first down. Everybody's giving him all the signals that say that he got the first down. I just I can't I can't roll. Well, with that to be one. fair, when we started the show, it was our understanding that Kyler Murray had done that on his own. I wasn't in the stadium; we didn't see that. We didn't have the comments yeah. from the post game. It, the broadcast itself was like wasn't egregious there from Kyler Murray. Yeah. Like that, it was it was pen like that. I think everybody is to blame. I also am with you. Like Kyler Murray needs to become Lamar and Jalen in that instance and just get tackled and well, fall forward. I actually thought that it was kind of interesting to see. It was almost as if Cliff Kingsbury was learning from the Eagles sideline and it's like, oh shit, maybe we could just make some, you know, straight up quarterback just runs run. with, run. with Kyler. And oh, look at this. It actually, it actually fucking works. Look at this. Hey, these guys kind of know what they're doing. Let me steal some of that shit. And it, and it worked. Now, the first play of that drive to try and mm-hmm. win or tie the game for them to call a quarterback draw was just so ballsy. Yeah. I was like, this where was that earlier in the fantastic. game? It was fantastic. They're missing yeah. backs and they we, have an opportunity. Go ahead, Bo. Can we, can we just a round of applause for Saul Bookman trying to drown out the Eagles fans here in state farm stadium by himself. There was no drowning out the Eagles fans. I, I won't even like, I haven't seen give a, a crowd. Percent, give a percentage. Oh, 
it, it had to be 65, 70% Eagles fans. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen yeah. a crowd like that since I was in, in Sun Devil Stadium and, and the Cardinals were playing like the Cowboys. I haven't seen anything like that. Do you think that's attributed to the Eagles fans travel well or because the Cardinals have been so bad at home? Uh, I think a little bit of both, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if the Cardinals were undefeated coming into this game, I think uh, Cardinals fans would have held on to their tickets yeah, more. For sure. But they saw the opportunity to sell those tickets for probably two, three, four times what the what the cover is and make their season ticket, you know, uh, residuals mm-hmm. back. And they took advantage of it, which is really sad because, you know, in my head as a fan, I think, OK, I'm not going to sell my tickets unless it's a game that I think we should win or. It's uh, it, it, the season's over and I have like two games left to go and I just I want to make my money back. Maybe those are the two situations. But you're literally playing the first the best team in the NFC right now in the NFL yeah. record wise. Why would you sell your tickets just to give them to this asshole fan base that deserves nothing? Nothing good. Yeah, they were all assholes. <laughs> Every fucking five steps, <laughs> I got to hear somebody go, and then you hear A G L E S Eagles. I'm like, shut the fuck up, please. I couldn't even stand it. But here we are after taking an L, and it was really hard to walk out of that stadium and just like now, keep going. We appreciate you bringing the energy. We appreciate you, Bo Brock, bringing the energy from State Farm Stadium. Frank and I have been hanging all day. Halftime show. Also, get this shirt. They just put it out there. It's I know. fucking fire. It's great. I got a lot of compliments on it. You will, too. We absolutely. We get compliments on all of you for hanging out with us all day here at PHNX. PHNX Cardinals. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like this video on YouTube. We're back. Mignano, we're going to pick up the pieces. we got a big game next weekend against the Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals, by no means, are out of it. Uh, it'll be interesting Monday, I would say, here around the Valley with the Arizona Cardinals. In the meantime, for Frank Sanders, Saul Bookman, who's hoarse, but he's back. Bo Brock, live from State. I sound like Doc Stadium. Rivers. I sound like Doc Rivers. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait, Blake. I'm what Johnny Venerable. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>